thank you very much for joining me for another incredibly informative and banal episode of Nothing Specific with Trevor David Houchin. So today <clears throat> and the last few days I've been hanging out at Seaside Heights. I guess it's kind of famous. It's got a boardwalk. <clears throat> it was a TV show that was... I don't know if it was filmed there, but or if it was based on the people who live around there. Jersey Shore. New Jersey has a funny, weird reputation. Jersey's a weird place. They don't give bags anywhere. They don't give you bags. Go to the grocery store. Any of the one of thousands of Wawa's, they don't give you a bag. If you get more than three items, you need a bag. But in Jersey, they don't give you one. It feels like you're stealing. It feels strange to walk out of the store or whatever with you know, four, five, six naked items in your hands. No bag, just, you know, a Snickers bar, a bag of potato chips, some peanuts, maybe some turkey, uh, um, maybe some turkey jerky, a couple different things to drink. You got six or seven or eight things and they're all falling out, falling out of your hands as you're walking out of the Wawa. Not having a bag just feels weird. It just it's it's anti-American. Give me a bag. I need plastic. Give me give me something. Give me something to put this stuff in. Do you have a towel? And it's just as weird to walk into the store with a bag as it is to leave the store without one. It's just it's backwards. You know? Have you ever walked into a store with an empty bag? Like, what is it? Like an old empty bag that you've you've saved? Like you saved a bag in order to go shopping the next time? And then the next time you go shopping, you go dig out old bags something seems wrong about it like it feels to me like using the same old toilet paper over and over again like you say you, you use the toilet paper you know you you perform your wiping functions and then you save it and then you use it again the same paper that's how I feel about bringing my bags, bringing my own bags to a shopping center. It feels, it's un-American. It's un-American. It's, it, um, something's, you know, something's not right about it. It's, it's, it's equivalent to like, you know, an ice cream man coming down the block Except he's not selling ice cream. He expects you to bring the milk, the cream, the flavor. All he's got 
all he's got is 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 the is the truck that's all he's got he doesn't have any of the ingredients he doesn't have the he doesn't have the ice cream he expects you to bring the ice cream out of your house and bring it into his truck and churn up the ice cream and 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 create and build the ice cream with your own ingredients and that's a crazy analogy that's absurd that's absurd i hate I don't like bad analogies, man. I don't like bad analogies. It's embarrassing. I'm actually usually pretty good with analogies, but that wasn't a good one. But yeah, Jersey's got some definite things. They've got the, Jersey's got these things on it on its roads called jug handles because you can't. There is no place in the state of New Jersey that you're allowed to make a left turn, whether on red light, green light, stop sign, intersection, dirt road. You cannot make a left in Jersey. It's a state of no left turns. So they've got these things on the side of the road called jug handles which you you kind of go around like in a semi-circle in order to be able to make a left turn you know rather than just turn left jersey's made it so you've got to turn right and go in a semi-circle in order to be able to go left I guess Josie doesn't like left turns. I'm not kidding about this. I'm not kidding about any of this. Another thing that's different about Jersey. Gas stations have attendance as if it's 1952. I I think the rest of the country has been self-service since before we landed on the moon. Think about that. Think about that. I think the rest of the country has been, you know, self-service gas stations for 50 years, 60. New Jersey still has gas station attendance. I, I, you know, I, I, I was one of those gas station attendants here in Jersey. I worked in New Jersey at a gas station I think it was a Hess for a summer and 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 within a few weeks they had made me like the night manager and I was dropping cash and measuring gas and locking up yeah Jersey still has gas station attendance you 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 you're, you're not you don't have the choice in New Jersey. In New Jersey, you don't have the choice. You've got to let the gas station attendant pump your gas. You're not allowed to pump your own gas. And that's just, again, that's just un-American. I can't pump my own gas. It seems like a rite of passage to be able to pump your own gas, to, to be able to, to, to pump gas it seems like a rite of passage, you know, because children don't really pump gas. 
you know, it's it, that'd be a strange sight to see, to see a child pumping gas, but in Jersey, you know, you, you, adults can't pump their own gas, I just find that just absurd. Um, Jersey's not only filled with negatives, though, it's got some positives. For example, they've got great, great diner culture. And I, as a connoisseur of diners, am completely infatuated with that. Completely, completely infatuated with that. I love diners. Why? Because it, it it's it's simple, it's unpretentious, it's 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 not diners aren't overly pretentiously friendly. Do you know what I mean? You go to these fancy restaurants, fancier, you know, these fancy little cafes, you know, I, I don't know. These fashionable places people go for food. And first of all, it's obviously going to be more expensive in these these fashionable places. Whatever you're getting, it's going to be more expensive. Secondly, the service is... I, I, it's not over the top, but it's it's like you're in a sitcom. It's like you're in a cafe in a sitcom like the waitresses and the hostesses and stuff are one of two two different personalities and these personalities are at either end of the spectrum either you go to one of these pretentious little cafe slash restaurant places and the service could care less that you're there you know they treat it as though you're, you're there for a a concert or they treat you like you're there it's a, it's an art gallery you know they it's it's they're not sure if they're happy you're there and as a result you're not sure if you're happy that you're there and as a result no one is sure that they're happy that they're there no one no one none of the other customers none of the other employees everybody's just acting like weird to me they're 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 they're, they're almost animatronics everybody's just acting no one's just eating food no one's just eating you know no one's just eating so there's there's one end of the spectrum where the where the employees and everybody is just you know styrofoam like but the other end the flip side to that the opposite end of the spectrum is that they're overly animated overly kind they're like human cotton candy the, 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 the hostesses, the waitresses, and everybody. They're like human cotton candy. Like, everybody seems gay. 
You know what I mean? There's that crazy, ridiculous gay affectation where they're just too swishy. They're showing you their teeth too much. They're opening their eyes just a little bit too widely. You know what I mean? They're swiveling their head around. Their their hands are gesturing way too much. It's almost like the entire staff is on cocaine or methamphetamine or something. You know, those two ends of the spectrum, I can't. I don't want to be bothered with. I know a lot of people when they decide to go out to eat, they're not quite only thinking about eating it's you know they all they also want the experience they want to be entertained and that's what a lot of these like restaurants do they they hire these people who the last thing they really want to be doing is serving people what they really want to be doing is performing on stage doing ballet you know selling yeah, selling shows, selling sold out shows. That's what most of these waiters and waitresses are. They, you know, they, 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 they waiters and waitresses. They're not sure what they want to do. They're not sure if they want to be a teacher, a babysitter, a mom, or the most famous person in the world. And waiting tables is a pretty good combination of all of those things. Think about it. You can't read the menu. What's the waiter come over? What's the waitress or waiter come over and do for you? He reads it for you. He teaches you what's on the menu. Uh, you know, he, the waiter or the waitress brings you your food, serves you your food like your mom, consistently, constantly asking you if you want more, if you need anything else, do you need something else? How else can I help you? I don't know, that's a hard job. But Jersey's diner culture is fabulous, man. Just fat. So many different kinds of diners. So many different... And when I say kinds, what I mean is like different architectural... Different architecturalism. Different architecture with these diners. So many different diners all over the place, man. Like I said, I love diners. Why? I was explaining to you that it, diners are right in the middle in between the two opposite ends of the spectrum. The, the employees and the staff of diners, they're just regular people. It's almost as if all the employees in any diner you've ever been to, they were just walking home from shopping and they saw the diner and they went in and decided to work just put their shopping in the back but put whatever they bought in the back some onions some corned beef some eggs some white bread some coffee put all that stuff in the back and then just kind of opened up a restaurant and was like hey come come eat what do you what do you what do you need you need like three eggs you need some hash browns you need some peppers in the hash browns you need some coffee with a little bit of brown sugar you want an english muffin Sure, we got that for you. It's $11. I mean, how can you beat that? How can you beat that? How can you beat that? 
I'll tell you how you can beat it. You can beat it in New York City at delis. But, you know, the thing is, I don't trust deli food entirely, but I should. Because these delis in New York, they, they you know, they, they, they do great business. So it isn't as though they have to sit on their product. I think New York City delis and New Jersey diners are extremely, extremely similar extremely similar experience and I like both it's it's just it's low key it's predictable it's affordable and you're going to be able to digest it it's not going to give you any problems diner food is not going to give you any problems however you go to one of these fancy cafe schmafe you know uh you know, one of these fancy, crazy, weird fusion places where they're putting together all kinds of different styles of food, Icelandic, Icelandic food plus Thai food, Thaislandic, I don't know, these fusion restaurants, you know, these high-end fancy restaurant with these fancy ingredients. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's either not enough where, you know, to where you need more food. It's either not enough. It's too expensive. It's too fancy. Like it's, you know, they're trying to make art with the food guys. It, you, you don't have to do that. You, you, you don't have to do that. This is something I don't understand. These, these chefs or whomever who create art with the food, I swear to God, to me, it's the same like creating gasoline, creating art with gasoline for your car. You know, before you just put the, before you just put the gasoline in the car, you know, you, 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 you get the gasoline and you try to create art with the gasoline. That's what I think. That's how I feel about these guys who create art with the food. Like, are you joking? How long were you back there putting this piece of art together on my plate? And all I want is a fork. I just want a fork to, to, to eat the food. I could care less about what your your artistic creation that took you, you know, two and a half hours back in, in the back room. You're trying to create a plate of food art. What are you talking about? Food art. I mean, what could be more pretentious and absurd than that? You're going to eat it. Yeah. And I know that there are people out there, like, I guess, you know, super duper special, fancy, really super duper high class, educated, uh, artistic, cosmopolitan people who would take umbrage with what I'm saying right now, you know, that, that I'm making fun of food art. It's just... You're going to eat it, man. You're going to eat it. It's going to go in your belly. Like, seconds after you look at the art, you're going to be chomping on it. 
grinding it to a pulp. And then seconds after that, it's going to fly down your throat and land in the burning hot cesspool of your stomach only to be attacked by acid and 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 you want it to be art you don't get that kind of stuff at diners man you don't get that kind of stuff at diners especially new jersey diners you know you go into a new jersey diner man journey is playing on the PA system or maybe you know Thin Lizzy you know or maybe even uh, more likely frankly Frankie Valley Frankie Valley is singing uh, you know Oh What a Night in, in any New Jersey diner at any given moment Frankie Valley is singing Oh What a Night or maybe Olivia Newton-John is singing Xanadu or something like that. It's just such good vibes, man. And the food is decent. You know, you pay 20 bucks. You've got yourself a decent plate of food. You know, your waitress smiles at you a little bit, but not too much. She keeps the coffee going. You know, Xanadu and Journey and then Cheap Trick is playing. It's just, you know, there's a humongous canis, there's a humongous barrel of peppermint candies at the register. Diners, you just can't beat diner culture. And I truly, truly feel sorry for anyone who hasn't experienced true good old fashioned American diner culture and nobody does it better than Jersey nobody does it better than Jersey it seems to me that Jerseyites are universally low to mid middle class and it seems to me that Jerseyites don't value higher education whatsoever. But that's a good thing about Jersey, in my opinion. Another good thing about Jersey is Seaside Heights, where I've been spending a lot of time the last few days. Great, great t-shirts at Seaside Heights. However, what I'd like to discuss now, as we take a turn to the dark, is what's so amusing about amusement parks? What's so amusing about amusement parks? What's so amusing about amusement parks? You'd think they'd be more amusing than they are. I think these things should be changed. I think the name, the generic name amusement park should be changed to confusion park. I think amusement parks are confusion parks. Confusement 
is there I mean let's let's start with the obvious the rides the rides these things are called rides the rides I think they should be changed I think that word ride should be changed I think it should be I think that the rides should be called what they are which is the injuries listen you know roller coasters now would you would you would you drive would you chop the top the roof of your car off and then drive it at 60 million dollars up and down hills and through 360 degree loops these roller coasters the wind blowing in your face you know the 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 roller coaster car lurching forwards and backwards it seems so dangerous i wonder how come you don't hear about people being thrown out of roller coaster cars every day in the news how come you don't hear about people being thrown out of roller coaster cars every day in the news? How come? I mean, these things are 50 feet high, 100 feet high. And, and you're strapped into, you know, sort of like a, like a buggy that's on these rails. Uh, that's whipping around 60, 50, 60 miles an hour, whipping around these circles. What? I mean, I mean, these, these turns and going down these falls and slowly creeping back up and then whip you around again. It, I think roller coasters are training. I think it's training for something. A roller coaster. I think it's training for jet pilots. I think in the 1920s or 30s, 40s, I don't know. Somebody recognized that we could build these roller coasters to approximate what it's like to be a jet pilot and 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 it and it just kind of blossomed over into an amusement park ride what about the what about the bumper cars guys are you kidding are you fucking i'm sorry are you kidding me are you guys kidding me bumper cars you couldn't come up with something less uh demonstrative less uh, you 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 named this thing bumper car you just went ahead and named it that like why not just name roller coaster whiplash but you know what i'm sure 
there are roller coasters in this country called whiplash. But bumper cars, I mean, you get, well, once again, you get inside a little vehicle. It's got no top. And, and, and you just drive around and you crash into each other. That's that's the ride. Driving a good 15-20 miles an hour and then crashing into someone bumper cars. This this ride is called bumper cars. I think this ride should be called the chiropractic's best friend. I think the bumper car ride should be renamed the chiropractic's best friend bumper cars then you got that thing it looks like a big umbrella right you sit in this seat and and then it kind of spreads itself out starts going in a circle and that thing is going really freaking fast and and there are people sitting in these tiny little seats just being slung through the air well let's continue then there's this other ride that they get about 20 people 30 people all in a row and then the ride goes backwards forwards up down and in a circle that's all the ride does 20 people sitting you know sort of uh vertically i'm sorry horizontally next to each other sitting in chairs and then their chairs are just slung up and down and up and down and maybe every once in a while in a circular sort of route but basically ah, I don't you know then there's the other then there's this other ride that looks like sort of looks like helicopter blades sort of looks like helicopter blades like mounted on some pendulum thing swinging 500 feet in the air with little cages attached. How's this ride? How, how was this stuff approved? Like, is are these places approved? Like, do they do safety inspectors come and check these places out every year and leave saying, Hey, great, you're doing a good job? Uh, maybe that's that's essentially exactly what we count on, right. Basically, and you got the food at amusement parks. I mean, you guys can't come up with anything good. Disney, Disney's got these turkey wings that they sell. These turkey wings are as big as uh, small dog. These turkey wings. They're gigantic. And what are they, $25 each? 
you guys can come up with anything good. Like here at Seaside, they've got the churros. Those things are food poisoning. Those things are food poisoning personified. They've got hot dogs, they've got pretzels, you know, they've got lemonade, cotton candy, ice cream. There's nothing, like, there's no really good food. Like, good food, like what, Trevor? You know, I don't know. Mashed sweet potatoes. That's pretty good. I, I don't know. And then... So there's the food. There's the rides. And then there are the games. You know, you try to throw the football through the tire. You try to pump the water into the clown's mouth and fill up the balloon before anybody else. Or you try to... You know, test your punching strength, or you know, the baseball in the in the car. Yeah, just millions and millions of these silly carnival type of games. But you know, you put it all together: the games, the the the, the food, the lights, the music. You know, the fact that. Everybody who's there at an amusement park has, 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 you know, tacitly admitted that they don't know how to amuse themselves. So they've decided to get in their car and drive to this place where amusement is guaranteed for a price. That's what an amusement park is. Somebody has decided for you what is fun for you, what they think is amusing. And it is essentially a combination or some some combination of what I just said. Roller coasters, bumper cars, vertigo machines, nausea-inducing nausea machines, uh, you know food poisoning to go every restaurant but somehow it's still so fun i you know i i I imagine seaside to be the quintessential american beachside middle class beachside amusement park place I enjoy it. I enjoy Seaside. It's a good time. It's a good time. Switching topics. Is there any music that is more fun and filled? Like overflowing with energy, charisma, sexuality, and just positive vibes? Is there any music that has more of that stuff than salsa? Oh man. Salsa music sounds like it's just packed with charisma 
salsa music is just overflowing with a certain sexy savoir-faire. It's just, it's so, so upbeat, so energetic, so colorful, so bright. Salsa music commands your attention, man. It's, it's, it's so particular, so unique. How did they... The, you know the the way they do whatever they do with the horns have you ever paid attention to salsa horns how do they listen i'm going to i'm going to continue this another night it's getting a little bit late i'm tired it's been another episode of nothing specific with your boy trevor houch and i'm going to listen to some salsa good night I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I think it's important that I discuss this new kettlebell thing. I think it's out of hand. I think the kettlebell craze is out of hand. How many different exercises can you do with kettlebells? And how many different names of exercises, you know, you got the, you got the swinging shoulder push, you got the, you know, the wolf's circular triangular bend, you you got the, you know, you got the, 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 the leg, the, the double scoop leg press twirl kettle ball call what the heck is come on guys kettle ball come on take it easy guys with the kettle ball you're swinging it you're 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 it you know it's you're swinging it down by your crotch you're You know, you got it right up under your... You got it pushed up right up under your chin. You know, a couple years ago, it was the... What was it? Pilates. Another one was CrossFit. And now we're in the kettle... The kettlebell movement. All these guys, you know getting down on their knees and holding the kettlebell over their head and you know just 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 swinging it up over their head come on guys I had just gotten used to the idea that I've got to lift weights for the rest of my life I had just decided to buy into the whole as an older man, you start to lose your testosterone. You need to do what you can to keep to keep your testosterone levels high. So I decided to start lifting weights, and I've been maintaining that pretty good. And now, you know, you know, another big craze a few years ago was these planks. Planks. Everybody was doing these planks for their core. 
you know, holding these planks in two, three, four, five different positions for 30, 40, 50, you know, two, three, four minutes. I, I think the world record plank dude held his plank for nine hours, bro. Bro, when I'm in a plank position, I'm counting. Bro, I know for a fact, I personally can't do more than three minutes, four maybe. You mean to tell me that there's another human being walking around with two arms, two legs, two eyes like me who did a nine hour plank? What is, is this guy's core made of iron? How's it possible? How's it possible? How's it possible to do a plank like that for more than four minutes? Three minutes? This guy did nine hours? I mean, bro, what are you doing? How did you, how did you, how did you practice yourself up to nine hours where you don't have some other responsibility during the days where, where you just decide to teach yourself to sit still with no stimulation for nine hours? And then when that, come on guys, it's just insane guys, it's just insane. Yeah, listen, this, that's going to be it. That's going to be it. I'm going to go ahead and go to bed. It's late. Uh, I'm counting down the time. Uh, I tried to add some more stuff, but I just couldn't. We'll see you next time. Nothing specific. Trevor David Houchin.